Welcome to Light the Way. I'm Aaron. I'm Melissa. On this podcast, we talk about a whole bunch of things related to spiritual growth and becoming the best version of yourself. Yes. How you doing, baby? I'm good. How are you? I am good. So as we were putting our kids to bed yep, a few minutes ago, before we started recording this, I was listening to some John Mayer. One of my favorite John Mayer songs, a song called Born and Raised. And he's got this great line in there that says, Then all at once it gets hard to take. It gets hard to fake what I won't be. Then all at once it gets hard to take. It gets hard to fake what I always one of my favorite lines. It gets hard to fake what I won't be. Yep. And I wanted to mention that because it goes perfectly with our topic for tonight. It does. So what's our topic, honey? Ego. Ooh. What is your ego, right? What is ego? I think people think of, of ego as, you know, being a, I don't know, pompous or being uh, uh, like a know-it-all or, you know, someone who is on top of the world and just, you know, banging their chest and, uh, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, that, I think that, that, that popular captain of the football team. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. And if you were to say to most people that they're egotistical mm-hmm. or they're driven by their ego, Mm-hmm. Most people would say no, but yet we all are. We all are. <laughs> yeah. Every one of us. Which is, you know, it's one of the things that makes you human is your ego. Yeah. And and it's the thing that keeps you grounded in your human form. And it's what you need to fight every single day. But people don't know that. People don't see that. Yeah. So what? So what is the? De- did you write down what a definition I, of ego is? I did, well, I didn't write down the definition, you the know, from like definition? a dictionary. But I think my ego is your sense of self. So I think it's how you understand and see yourself in relation to others. So. You know, I, I think it's just how how you perceive yourself. And that is completely different than how your soul sees you and, and your <clears throat> your connection to your soul and what you're supposed to be doing here on earth. Your ego is is purely human. Like your ego and your soul, I think, are two separate things entirely. And they're in a way fighting against each other. Not in a way. I mean, they are at all times. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I just, I don't want to, I don't want to say that like the ego is bad all the time. I think the ego is definitely more on the, on the negative end of the spectrum. But your ego also helps helps you drive toward your goals. You just have to know how to use it and identify it and work with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I would say it is it is bad at all times. Mm. There's a part of every person that is darkness, right? We are a dichotomy of light and dark, mm-hmm. of good and evil, of high consciousness and low consciousness. Like you said, the, the reason that the ego battles the soul all the time is because the part of us that is the high consciousness good is our soul. And the part of us that is low consciousness and darkness is the ego. Yeah. And there's a part of you that, um, there's a part of like every, say, good man that when somebody breaks into their house, they can do very evil things to defend their family 
or to protect themselves. Right. And the acts themselves are evil, even when they're done for the right reasons. But it's a matter of caging that up and using it. To your point, the ego and everything that's actually negative about us, when controlled, can be used to fuel goodness. Right. 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 So that's an, you know, an excellent, amazing point you have there. Yeah, I think the ego helps keep you or it tries to keep things like in a in a homeostasis type of of you know like the status quo it wants you to it doesn't want to let you you know get too high and rise up too much and it doesn't want to let you fall either and i think part of the ego part of the job of the ego is is to keep you at a status quo like this human level so I think it, it's not it, it's not trying to make you evil, but it's not trying to let you be enlightened either. This is fun because this is one topic that you and I haven't talked about at the dinner table, right? No. We haven't gone in depth on. No. So I I agree with you, but I feel more strongly than you do that yes, your ego wants to ruin you. Yes, it, it wants to keep you from all the goodness in your soul, right? That they are a complete dichotomy. Now, evil ego doesn't want to ruin you so that you die because it dies. Right. It's not that evil, but it wants to ruin you. Like most things in this world, it wants to ruin you. It is darkness within you. It's, yes. I, 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 yes, I do believe that, but it's self-serving, Right. So like you said, like it doesn't want you to die and it doesn't want you to, you know, like I said, it just, it wants to keep things at the status quo. And so it wants to keep you in a happy state in a, in a, I say happy state, but like, you know, just like a, a neutral state. It wants to keep you in a state where this instant you are comfortable. Yeah. So it will forgo all long-term efforts. Yep. It'll forgo all sacrifices. And you said, um, what word did you say? Self. It's self-serving. Self-serving. Yeah. Which is means it's selfish. Yeah. That's one of the crazy things when you understand ego and that you have an ego and how to separate within you. The ego is selfish. And one of the things that it does, the worst thing that it does, is it convinces you that nothing is your fault. It moves everything in your life externally outside of you. Right. Right? It's your wife's fault. It's your husband's fault. It's your partner's fault. It's your kid's fault. It's your teacher's fault. Mm -hmm. It's your boss's fault. It's your parents' fault. It's society's fault. Yeah. It's somebody else's fault. And when you do that, this is this is like probably the most awful trick the ego pulls is that it convinces you that everything is outside of you, which means it's outside of your control, which means you can't do anything to fix your situation if you don't like it. That's the thing that ego does the most. No. Yeah. See, I think that the ego is what drives you. So like, so one of my notes here, cause I, I kind of took notes on just like my thoughts because I didn't want to forget them. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but so I, I think that the ego is, um, it, it's so anything that threatens your sense of self, like that is so say for instance an example is if somebody criticizes you says you know oh that's what you do for work or oh that's the kind of house you have or car you drive you know something somebody threatens your sense of like self-worth right and your ego is the part that comes in and is like excuse me and it's like okay like what am i going to say what am i going to do to retaliate how am I going to get revenge on this person? And it, and it doesn't even need to be like revenge, like you're going to do something extreme. But it's just like, what is that snarky comment you can come back with? 
What is that thing? Because you're threatened and your ego doesn't like that disruption of homeostasis and of, of that comfortability. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I forgot what you said, but I was like, I said the same thing you just said in different words. So oh. th- this is cool. Like, cause we haven't talked okay. about this. We're just thinking about it slightly different ways. Yeah. Okay. Right there. When that person makes a comment, yeah, like you said, it's like a threat. It's something where that person outside of you, did something wrong and it's entirely their fault. Yeah. But and that's where I said the ego is selfish and it directs everything to be external. So that person, listen, that person comes up, it's your coworker and they're like, you know, you sucked at this and they, you cause this problem. They unload on you. Yeah. The ego is going to say, screw you and retaliate. Like you're saying at some level, Either it's just emotional retaliation, yeah, or you get a little crazy, whatever it is. Yeah, it kind of triggers that. You start fight sabotaging or flight. them six no, months later, and but it triggers that fight or flight fight in or you. Flight. Yes. Oh, that's such a good point about the ego. It's such a it's such a tie to that trigger. It is. And we'll we'll dive into that in a second because I got more thoughts on that. But that point that you're making is the same thing mm. because the ego pushes everything external. There's no space for self-awareness. The ego and self-awareness do not no. do not go together whatsoever. No. And that's because the ego pushes everything external, complete fault and ownership of your life external to everything else. Right. Including that coworker. That coworker could have been an asshole. They also could have been right. Right. Did I suck at this project? Did I fail the team? Did I do something wrong? Yeah. Right? Why is this person coming at me like this? Did I deserve this for some reason? That's the first question. And then if you go through that evaluation, you didn't. Well, then it's like, well, fuck you, Betty. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, but like the self-awareness That's Betty's check, ego getting in the way. Yeah, it is. I mean, I mean, the workplace, I mean, marriage is tough. Yeah. Marriage in the workplace, you talk about ego on ego and ego and oh, ego and yeah. ego. Yep. So we said the same thing. Mm. we think the same thing. We just kind of said it in different yeah, terms. Yeah. And even if you don't kind of agree with the way that I'm saying it, we're oh. really saying the same thing. Yeah. It pushes it outside. It, it says you're the fault. Right. You came at me, right? And you're the fault. Yeah. Yep. I just think that, you know, people don't see it. Like, you know, they don't, they don't see what what an ego really is. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this on our podcast this week, just because we reference the ego a lot because it's, it's so present in our lives in everyone's lives. It doesn't matter how enlightened you are or not. Like ego is you it's part of being human. Yeah. I mean, and it's just, it's learning to recognize when your ego is stepping in and you kind of taking a step back and being like, okay, that's my ego. Like what's really going on here? What's really the issue? Yeah, You know, and is it, is that, is it bringing up old trauma for you? Is it just, is it, is it somebody, is it actually the other person or the other thing or, you know, what's triggering you there? Um, and that's kind of the important part, I think, of learning what your ego is and how to deal with it and how to to recognize it and work with it to actually use it for good. Because it, you know, like you said, it's mostly bad and it is mostly bad. It's it is it's it's that seductive, you know, side of things. It's that it, it it's easier to deal with. Just like I think we we talked about previously, like the the easy way and the hard way and the easy way, it's just more seductive. It's more attractive. It's just easier. And you, you get to the end result maybe in a, a quicker way, but the outcome is not always the same. Right. And I think the ego is the same way. It's seductive. It wants to draw you in. It's, it's, it's more fun to, <laughs> to, to work with in a way, but it's actually just not, it's not good to, to lean into that, you know, and I think too many people lean into their ego and let it control them as opposed to trying to control it. They certainly do. 
most people don't realize that that's what's happening. Right. Exactly. You have to become aware that you have an ego. And you have to, like you said, learn to recognize that. And that requires self-awareness. There's only one path to identifying the ego within yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is that self-awareness. Yeah. Which is extremely tough to cultivate. And it's nothing. I mean, I wrote a little book as a, as a framework to self-awareness, the 42. But you can't really teach people. You have to show them. Self-awareness, the ego, God, are all things that people need. You, you can open the door and you can show them how to get there, mm-hmm. but they have to go through and they have to feel it themselves. Right. And everybody has that ego. So from that person that has too much arrogance and bravado that thinks they're the shit in front of everybody mm-hmm. to the person who's hiding in the corner, cowering in meekness yeah, and scared, they're both run by ego. They are. You mentioned trauma before. The trauma that we store within us, the ego has a direct line to it. Right. It uses that like a, what are those creepy dolls that people put pins in? Voodoo dolls? Yeah. The ego, <laughs> yeah. the ego will take... The ego will take an experience that you're having. It's a conversation, an email you get, whatever Mm -hmm. it is happening in the moment in the world, that experience. And it will use that to push on your trauma and your pain points at a very deep level. That's what is happening when you become triggered. Yes. That's what triggering is, is, is... When we take in reality, we have these lenses for reality, Mm -hmm. right? I call them the lenses of reality because we see reality through a filtered view. The ego, our ego is one of the lenses of reality. This is why it's tough to be human and we don't walk around like we're Buddha all the time in that calm state tapped into our soul because our fight or flight system that you mentioned, our ego... These are lenses of reality. So in our mind, when something is happening to us, it goes through our ego before it gets to our logical brain. Right. And if there is something happening that the ego can push on a piece of trauma, on a pain point, on an awful experience we had, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. that's going to get triggered. We're going to get triggered before our logical brain hits. Yeah. Before our mind can go, Man, is Betty having a bad day and that's why she's coming at me? Yeah. Now in this work meeting in front of everybody? That's logical. That doesn't happen. No, the ego is, it's good. Yeah, it's good at like making, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. It's, It's good at making you think things are, are like truths. Like this is, you know, yeah. Like you like a thought or something. It makes you think. It's really like I said seductive is like the I, the word that keeps coming to me with it. And it just it your ego delivers this information to your brain or to you as like this truth and this Yeah. And so becomes easy to believe it that's because why it's, it's so hard to look this. past it. Yeah. It's you telling yourself this. Yeah. It is, I think it's seductive. It's an interesting word, babe. I, w- I wouldn't have used that word, but I think it's really spot on. It's seductive in the way that every bad habit is seductive. It's seductive. Yeah. Booze, drugs, cheap sex, porn, all those are seductive in those negative ways that the ego But it's is. like a, it's almost a comforting way. Right, Right? and that's what those are. Yeah, it feels... I know it's going to be bad for me to eat three large Domino's pizzas and and drink a 12-pack while I binge on Netflix, Mm -hmm. but I'm doing it feeling like shit while I'm doing it. But also enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out out at the club, half shit-bagged, having a one-night stand in a car somewhere, 
and it's like that kind of feels like shit and it's like but in the moment like all the stuff i mean it's why people go to drugs and alcohol and every single form of escapism because it's instant gratification and that's what that's what the ego wants it wants to make you gratification. happy it's relief it's it's relief from the pain of life which, but it makes you happy in a way. Like it's it's giving yeah. you that sense of there's a dopamine release. There's a, yeah, there's that it's stuff. Just yeah, that happiness, and that's and that's where that's why I think the ego is seductive and why it it plays this like game of like cat and mouse almost where it's like it's drawing you in and it's like I'm I'm keeping you safe. Like I'm keeping you happy. Like listen to me. Like don't. <laughs> You know, like, don't go to the light. Like, it's so much better right here. It's comfy and cozy, and and you get to you get to be in charge. You know. Yeah. Yeah, all that is so so true. And it makes a lot of sense. And that's happening for most people without space. Right. What I mean by that is they think that that is the absolute only version of reality. That that mm-hmm. version of reality is one made up by your ego. Like yeah. we all live in our own made up version of reality. But there is the one completely made up by ego. And that's where most people spend their life. Like their whole life. Yeah. And I think they don't know just because it's, it's their like you said, it's their own thoughts. It's your own, it's your own voice in your head telling you this. And so you don't, people don't realize that that's like. They don't. I, to the point you know, where like this, to, this conversation so far, if it makes sense to you while you're listening to this, you have some awareness of your own ego. Right. Which is probably more than at least half the people living on earth, like have no Right. No ability to understand what we've said so far through their own experience in their own mind. Right. Yeah, and that's, you know, what I what I was saying to you, I don't know, when we were talking about what topic we wanted to talk about, and I'm like, people just don't understand what an ego is. They really don't understand it, and I want more people to understand <laughs> It's it's crucial to understand where when did you first think this might be a hard question mm. that you identified your own ego or like realized like had a moment where you realized you know to be honest I I don't I don't have a direct answer for that but I do think that the more spiritual I've gotten the more I realize and recognize my ego interrupting. So, I mean, that being said, you know, within the last 10 years, maybe I've realized I had an ego. Yeah. But up until then, I I didn't, you know, it's like I would get on the scale and I'd be like, oh, I have to lose weight. Ugh, these jeans don't look like they look on somebody else. Those are ego thoughts. That is you comparing yourself to someone else and that is all ego. Like that, you wanting to look a certain way and I'm I'm fault of this every day. This is why I can speak on this. Is like you wanting to look a certain way is that is your ego. And that is your ego telling you that you're not good enough or that you don't look like so-and-so or but people don't see it that way. People are like, I just, I want to lose weight. Yeah. And that's the ego tied to trauma and pain points. Yeah. Somebody holds deep. Yep. Yeah. It's tough to, it's tough to pinpoint. I would agree with you that in the course of our marriage, you've come to realize you had an ego at some point. Yeah. You know, you didn't when we get married and to be completely fair, I don't think I did either. For me, it was somewhere in the pursuit of, of becoming better. Like yeah. I've always had that that drive. Somewhere in there, I first discovered it, and it 
it wasn't like I read a book on it or anything. I just remember a few points. One of them in the course of meditating, certainly meditating. I should talk. I'll talk about this, but meditating really like opened it up, like yeah. opened it wide open for me. But some point I remember feeling something and thinking something potentially about you because marriage is a hell of a personal growth driver. Yeah. Um, that, you know, like uh, in the course of like, I'd be, I was like really pissed at you for something. And in being that pissed, I realized like, that's not actually how I feel. And I caught this glimpse of I'm feeling a way, but I don't feel that way. And I have two different feelings within me. Yeah. And which one of those is actually real? And then that was like, well, the thing I'm pissed off about, I'm really not. Like, I, I don't actually, yeah. deep down, I don't feel that way. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it had to do with you, you know, because there's few things that cause this much reflection. I don't care when Betty says shit at work. Right? Yeah. She can go fuck herself. The, I, I care, like, about you, and I care about, you know, a few people that much to drive that evaluation within. And it was like all these thoughts and stuff are happening. These feelings are happening. But deep down, I don't actually feel that way. And I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. And I don't want to be the person that feels that way. <clears throat> yeah. So then why do I feel that way? Where is that coming from? And it's that line of inquiry. The only way to build self-awareness the only way to find your ego is to build self-awareness. And the only way to build self-awareness is to ask yourself questions. Literally it. That's the yeah. whole thing. And be courageous enough to be willing to find the truth in those questions. Right. That's a key component. It is. And that's when I started to realize, like, there's some, what is driving that? And I wouldn't have called it ego at that point. No. I read a good book along the way uh, called Ego is the Enemy because it really is, by Ryan Holiday. It's a great book. Um, goes in depth on ego. And that helped me kind of what that book was saying. Then I started to analyze myself through the lens of that book and certain things. But really, when I got to meditating, you when you meditate, you go places. Yeah. You'll travel and see... Ascended Masters, you'll see angels, you'll see Jesus, you will you will go places like mediums do when you know they yeah. visualize things. Yeah. That doesn't happen for me. For me, meditation is a cage match with myself. And over the years I learned that it's actually a cage match between my soul and my ego. Mm-hmm. And when you meditate, thoughts keep going through your head. And at some point, you're trying to stop those thoughts. Mm. And when you create enough space and separation, you're like, I don't understand why these thoughts keep popping. I'm over here trying to do something else. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to be calm. And here comes this like crazy thought about, I didn't do this thing this week, or this work thing needs to go or this person pissed me off, mm -hmm. or this happened. This, Or like five years ago, Melissa and I had a fight about, why am I thinking about it? I don't care about this, yeah. you know? This stuff, this happened with, the, I had this incident 15 years ago. All those things that we come up, are the, that's all the ego. Yeah. And you start to realize like, oh, the voice in my head, that's not me. No. And that's when I learned that's what the ego really is. Mm -hmm. So the voice in our head, I think there's about 15% of people that still, they don't have a voice in their head. Because actually having a voice in our heads in the whole millions of years of being humans actually really new. Yeah. Actually being able to sit and read a book by yourself and not read it out loud is actually pretty new ability within humans of millions of years. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's it's a really interesting thing when, when you sit here and think, like, I can meditate 
and I can separate that voice in my head and realize it's the ego. And I can watch those thoughts go by. And I can listen and hear my intuition and stuff. Mm-hmm. In the span of millions of years being human, it's like day one of the human race's ability to be able to do that. So you look at people like Buddha, who do that a couple thousand years ago, or Jesus, like that those are pioneering spirits and human development on the ascension of spiritualness. Yeah. That's I didn't mean to go like that that <laughs> deep with it because that's a, just an interesting thing. But um, yeah, I really got to identify this is my ego through meditation because I can separate the voice in my head. And yeah. I can know that I, I've told you this so many times, but obviously the people listening to this podcast, we haven't talked to you about this so many times. There came a point where I realized that the voice in my head is, a, is, is spatially is like at the top of my brain. Mm-hmm. It's like up in my mind. And when I hear thoughts from my soul, my intuition, my angels, God, Yep. Whoever is behind that veil of the soul and connected to the great consciousness the soul connects to, those seem to come up from my stomach. Mm-hmm. And it's like spatially different. When I can meditate and really just zone out, I feel spatially dis- different, just like two people standing in different corners of a room. Yeah. And this one's my ego, and this one's... Yeah. And... Through that, I learned every single thing the ego says is negative. Yeah. From slightly negative to psychotically crazy negative. Yeah. And everything that comes from soul is positive. It is. So so I think it's important to say because, you know, we've done an episode on intuition and how, you know, listening to that voice... Right, and now we're talking about another voice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think it's important to say that to distinguish which is which, right? And how do you know that your ego is talking to you or your, or your intuition is talking to you? And I think the biggest way to determine it is that if it's if it feels good, if it's comfortable, if it's what you feel like that's that's what you should be doing or saying or wanting that's the ego yeah if it's uncomfortable and if it's for the greater good and it might not be for your best but it's for everyone else's best in that moment that's your intuition because like i said the ego is so self-serving and it just wants to you know make you feel your best and your happiest which you know intuition is is never going to steer you wrong but intuition is pushing you to do greatness for not only yourself but for everyone involved so if that's not the answer that you're coming to and you're not coming to this greater good type of answer and you're coming to a very self-serving answer that's how you distinguish the two And I think it's important to know the difference, not only recognize that you have an ego, but like, you know, we're telling you to follow your intuition. So you have to know what the difference is. Otherwise you're following your, your ego. And that's, yeah, that's not a good path to go down. That's a great, that's a great way. That's a great rule. I think I got two more. Okay. One is if the voice in your head is continuing to talk nonstop. Mm. That tends to be the ego. Yeah, loudly. Loudly. Like it's it's unrelenting. Your intuition, your soul just kind of says things once. And if you just remember this like this rule that I'm saying and you go forward in life, you'll you'll identify instances where ultimately that's you know, we're here to teach people this stuff and to help people. So if you listen to these rules and kind of just take any one of these Something couple. Something that resonates, yeah. You'll start to identify where your ego is. And then you can keep pulling at that thread, like the thread on a sweater. And it'll mm-hmm. unravel and you'll be able to tell the difference a lot easier. It's a skill that needs to be developed. 
so the the ego tends to not stop where your soul, your intuition tends to say it once. So here's a good example. You're, you're single, you go out to a bar, you go meet somebody. Mm-hmm. You walk up person, you introduce yourself, they say something. In half a second, you hear like, no, or something's off. Like You just feel it for half a second. Yep. And then you keep going right past it and you hear this other voice like oh he's he's great he's so great he's great let's keep going let's oh yes let's go do this oh he's so awesome oh i can't believe he said that he's so funny he's this or this all that's the ego this is what's so hard about it it's trying to convince you that half a second gut feeling that half a thought Mm -hmm. it just kept up crept up nice and softly and put itself there that was your soul that was your intuition right so that so that's one way is the initial most initial gut feeling right. good bad great whatever that's the most truest the rest of it that's all this noise that doesn't stop is the ego yep so that's that's one way and again if you look at those one's negative one's positive you know yeah um and well and like I said too like that that saying no is like you're like well I don't that's not what I want. Like I'm looking for someone. So yeah, I don't want to hear no. Right. I want to hear that he's funny and he's great and look at him. He's talking to me. Okay. Let's keep going. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's where, so, so in that scenario, cause this again just applies in, in so many ways in that scenario, if you were to just, just literally turn around and like walk away and be like, I'm, I'm done with this. That would be awkward, right? Yeah. That would be a weird situation. Now, what if you're there, with two of your girlfriends and they're setting you up with this person. Mm -hmm. What if you're, there's all this outside pressure. Yeah. That's where people blow past those gut feelings. They blow past the intuition because of outside pressure, wondering what people think, which ironically enough, (laughs) tripping you up to ignore Yeah that truest part of you because again it doesn't want the best for you it actually wants the worst right and and you can't disappoint your friends i mean what are you doing you know like that's your ego telling you you can't so many so many scenarios like this and um and we get through these scenarios where we have this initial gut feeling we go through this stuff and maybe it's a moment maybe it's months maybe it's years and it ends up bad and then we have this light bulb moment afterwards that was like, and I remember that feeling in the beginning and yeah. I ignored it and I should have trusted it. That right there, because again, you only get that feeling once, mm-hmm. is a callback reminder from your soul and be like, I'm here and you got to trust this intuition regardless of what everybody else says. Yeah. So that's one uh, one way I have. Another way is if... The thoughts keep coming and they circle to being more negative or darker without relenting. So it goes from like, this person slightly aggravated me, right? So Betty cut me off during my presentation in the meeting. That was kind of rude. To like, she does that all the time. She doesn't like me. She's out to get me. Mm-hmm. Right? And that thought might be <clears throat> just progressing. In five minutes, it might be in five days that it's just, you're ruminating on it. Anything you're ruminating on. Yeah. Because there's no peace in rumination. The ego doesn't want peace. The ego wants agitation all the time. So if you're cycling around these thoughts that are slowly progressing deeper and darker and more negative, more agitating, more anxiety-filled. That is 100% ego. Right. It's not true. Yeah. It's not true. Yeah. So those are kind of the two ways. You got a way. They're all great ways. Think about them and try to find these moments. Here's a fourth way. Here's another way. I, 
it took me a while to be able to do this. I frequently do this as my go-to method now. When something is bothering me that I can't let go of my mind, I ask myself, is that how I really truly feel about it? So I tend to try and stop the progression of thoughts in my own mind by saying, is this how I truly feel about it? Right. And that right there creates enough self-awareness, enough space, a second of pause for me to realize, well, those thoughts are actually my ego. Now, that doesn't necessarily always resolve it because at this point, I've done this enough over the years that I don't tend to get upset about petty stuff. It tends to be bigger stuff. Mm -hmm. And if it's bigger stuff, it tends to mean that it's aligned with some sort of pain point or trauma that I'm holding on to. Right. So it's not that I instantly just go, okay, I feel better. I'm not upset at this person anymore. But it starts the path of that to realize like, I don't want to feel that way. That's not really what I mean. Yeah. And there's something for me to work on here. And it's actually not that person's fault. At the same time, doing that, when there are things that other people's faults, you get to go, okay, I really, I really don't like this. Mm-hmm. And this really bothers me and I need to go and address it with that person to fix it. Right. And it's much harder to do. Like I said, it took me, it took me many years to get to the point where I can like do that a lot. You okay? Are you yawning or sneezing? Was... Are you? <laughs> there you go. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you just got that look on your face yeah, like something's was... going to happen and you're it swiveling was... the mic around because you didn't want to make too much noise. I want to sneeze into the mic. So so that, I think those are those are four solid ways Yeah. to do it. Do you do any of the things that I, I said? Because I tend to not do the thing that you said. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, I, I've been better at trying to, you know, assess it and be like, is this really how I feel? Am I am I actually like, why am I upset right now? And and that's helped me. I feel like that helps me a lot. Um, just trying to make, like, bring forth that self-awareness and being like, what is, what am I, what am I mad about? Why right. am I in a bad mood right now? Like, what am I doing? Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, I guess I probably do a little bit of all of it and I fail at all of it too. Like I, I don't think that, I mean, I, my ego takes over all the time and I have to like shut it down. Yeah. You know, I just want to make that clear. It's not like we live in an ego free no, world here. Um, you, you certainly don't. Know. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. and I mean, and I've, I've got, like I said, I've gotten better about it because I can recognize it now and I can cut it off and I can stop myself from going down that rabbit hole of, you know, self-destruction or some, you know, something that, something like that, that the ego would do. Um, you know, I, I felt like for a while too, I just always, I don't know, you know how, you know how the ego kind of, it will tell you that there's not enough, you know, when I think when I first started like getting into this, this business of, you know, spirituality and stuff and I'm like, well, there's, there's a million of these kind of people out there. There's a million mediums. There's a million of these people and there's not room for me. I used to think that a lot. Yeah. And how do I make my mark? And I still struggle with that at times too, you know? And it's like, how how am I going to make my mark? There's not enough. There, there, you know, there's not enough for me. Right. And that's a false thought that's on top of false thoughts. And what I mean by that is you can certainly make your mark when there's a million other people making their mark. Yeah. Your need to make a mark is an egotistical thought. It is. Right. When you start right. to peel it back, mm-hmm. it goes, it goes deep. But I'm saying that's how, that's how silly it is. Like the ego is, that's how, that's how much it can just take over without you even realizing that there's like four layers deep there of you just trying to figure out what you're doing 
with yeah. your life or for an occupation or for, you know, a house. And it's like, why, you know, why do you want this huge house? Why is your house not good enough? Why do you need the big house? Why do you need four bathrooms? Why do you need eight bedrooms when there's two of two people? Like, you know, and it just, and it's all layers of stuff. If you didn't have an ego, you'd be 100% happy all the time. Mm-hmm. You would. Because your ego is is the thing that is driving you to want a better job, to make more money, to have the yeah. newest iPhone, to have the... Comparison you know, is the death of peace, right? Like, it, but that's what your ego does. It compares you, yourself, and your worth with yeah. everything. And our modern world pairs so well with our ego, with yeah. Instagram and oh, all this stuff. It's like, it just feeds... It was literally made... To trigger your to ego. To trigger your ego. Yeah. I, I truly think it is. I think it's, you know, I mean, and that goes well, really deep, but I think that all of this stuff in the world is is made to keep people from reaching their higher selves. It's to keep you in the matrix, in your ego head, keep you living this yeah. Like what you call default life, right? Yeah, our default life is ego-driven by the darkness in the world. Yeah. So the ego is, we we are dichotomies, right? So we are a soul and we are a human. And the important human part there is we're an ego. Mm. And we can't ever get rid of the ego. So like, you know, we're saying these ways to identify it. It's to, it's to minif- minify it. It's not, it's actually a word, it's a coding word, computer coding, but it's a good app. Yeah. It's to (laughs) minimize the effects of our ego. So, something upsets you. Mm -hmm. The faster you have an, an ability to realize, to step outside that situation and realize that you're just upset about it and to analyze that, you can start to cool down and heal that. Mm hmm. And then you can decide whether you want to be upset about that or not. Because you, you have a right to be upset right. about things. Everybody does. Of course. And sometimes it's healthy to be upset about it. I actually, there's something new that I'm on now. It's like when I realize like kind of I'm in a bad mood for some reason, I can go and kind of figure out the reason why. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I used to be like, okay, I'm not going to be that anymore. And I realized like all feelings I had in life where I just pushed them down for years yeah. and they come out sideways. That's the wrong thing to do. No, you got to feel it. You got to feel gotta it. Just feel it. Yeah. You got to feel it because the feelings are meant to go to completion. So allow them to go mm-hmm. to completion and just say, you know what? For this moment, I am in a bad mood and I am feeling this. And you don't got to go talk to anybody. Like just say it to yourself and just let it be. You can actually like come out of it. Yeah. I'll have bad moods now that last half an hour because I've, I'm I'm doing that as opposed to an entire day. Well, you're acknowledging it as, it's appo- as opposed to suppressing yeah. it. And then it's and a weird thing to say that it's okay because I used to not tell myself it was okay. Like it's yeah. a bad thing to be in this bad mood. Yeah. You shouldn't be in a bad mood. And I, I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of saying this to like our kids. You shouldn't be in a bad mood right now. That's not a fair thing to say. Yeah. Um, you have to allow yourself to be in that bad mood. And if you just like let it go, like everything in life that you don't have friction with, it just slides on by. It just goes by, yeah. But you're creating that, that friction. And this is so many layers deep in a decade of trying to figure out yeah. myself and how to handle these things that is not, you have to go easy on yourself if you're just new to, trying to figure out where your ego is and, and how to handle stuff and mm-hmm. asking yourself, should I be upset about it? Is this how I truly feel? You know, cause yeah. that's powerful. Cause there's sometimes I'm so pissed at you, but you're I love you. Oh, I'm mad at you all the time. No, you're not. You love me so much. I do. <laughs> and that's where I'm like, no, I'm, I actually love you so much. Yeah. You know, and, and it just, dissipates those feelings yeah me too the other thing i've come to realize so i was saying you know we are a soul 
the ego is there just like the rest of the darkness in, in the world. Mm-hmm. It puts us in a default life to stop us from becoming fully in our power as who our soul wants us to be right. and to fulfill our purpose. That is the pushback, the prison we live in in this world mm-hmm. is the default life. And our ego is, is a key part of that. And I think it's, I think it's all custom made, right? Because like how we, how we talked about, you know, everyone's soul is here to go through different stuff and learn different things. And I think that your ego is custom made it is to that soul and and whatever soul lessons you are here to learn your ego is like no you're not <laughs> right i must stop you yeah cuz you're not supposed to just again so if it's you didn't not have like an, an ego, ego you would have happiness if you didn't have an ego you wouldn't have any friction and if you just had happiness and no friction in life you would live in heaven this place is not heaven right. it's earth so the ego is is there to fight you fight against yourself. So like you said, your prison is custom made. Yeah. But you also hold the keys to your own prison. Mm-hmm. The reason the free ego, will. the ego, well, it's not, it's not just free will, but listen to this. You're totally right about the free will part, but the more pain you hold, the more power your ego has. Right. The darkness within you feeds off your pain. Mm-hmm. You can't ever get rid of your ego, but the way to tame it is to take away its power. The way to take away its power is you got to go inside yourself and you got to heal. Yeah, you feed it light. You got to heal your traumas. You got to heal your pain points. You got to face those dark places within yourself that you don't want to go. And you got to put light to that darkness. Yeah. It's all about finding, finding the way, lighting it. Yeah. Like you have to light that darkness. Did you, I'm so happy with you right now. You just called in the name of our podcast right there. I learned from you. No, but it's true. I believe that's, that's why I'm so big on light and so big on finding it and using it and absorbing it and all the different all the different ways because the more light you bring into your life the harder it is for the darkness to take over yeah and i think that's like that's it i mean it's like my whole my whole point of 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 life right now is just to bring as much light in to just snuff out the darkness yeah you can put a candle in the middle of a dark stadium and it won't be totally dark anymore. Exactly. It's so powerful. And that's the same thing within, but it becomes so scary. And it's so scary partly because the ego is telling us it's so scary um, because that's the voice that's right up front. And yeah. it stops it. And it externalizes it. Because again, that journey, the way to become the best version of yourself is to go inside and heal those things. So the ego points everything externally. Mm-hmm. So you don't go looking within. Right. You don't go working within. You go fighting the external world, which gets you nowhere in building your own happiness and peace and stuff. I know. It's so sad. It's really just sad, you know, when you think about it. And you think about, I mean, I feel like we all know people who just live their life letting their ego control them. Yeah, we do. I just had a few people pop right in my brain. It's so sad, you know? I just, I don't know, it just makes me sad. I don't, I I, I do feel you on why that's sad. But I take resolve in knowing that's what we are here to do as humans. It is, it is. This is like our, that's our And I, you know, I have, I have the... I have the save the world mentality where I just want to help and save everyone. And so I think it that's part of why it makes me so sad, but you know, it makes me happy and glad that I am where I am and I can recognize it and I can work around it and work with it so that it doesn't control me anymore. The save the world mentality, when you start to understand ego at this level, right? Mm-hmm. 
And it's great if you're listening and you're grasping what we're saying. But I do think what we're saying is just an invitation for you to go figure out your own ego yourself. Because, yeah. again, self-awareness, ego, God, yeah. spirituality, it is all something that you have to feel in a way that's not describable in words. Mm-hmm. But once you do that, at least a little bit, you can start to see how much ego there is in the world. Yes. And when you start to do it a lot, it'll it'll grate on you if you let it. So you said save the world. A lot of people run around talking about saving the planet, saving this, saving the children, yeah. saving this, screaming at the top of their lungs are some of the most spiritually undeveloped yeah. people because no doubt those things are important, but when you basically run around screaming about it without doing anything about it, right, you're yeah. blaming your situation, the situation everybody you know mm-hmm. on this giant external problem in the world. Right. You come to realize the way to really save the world isn't to run around screaming about saving the world. It's to save yourself. It's to save yourself. Yeah. Because when you, when each of us works harder to move towards becoming the best version of ourself, mm-hmm. we move in a higher consciousness. We are more good than bad. We emit more. Yes. Like a light bulb. Just through our being and you can get into the levels of we're all connected consciousness and all this stuff. Yeah. We can go really deep in that sort of discussion, but just in general, if you're happier, you're going to get in your car, you're going to drive your car nicer. You're going to say thank you to the person right. at the coffee window. You're going to, you know, you're going to do these that you're not going to yell at Betty in the middle of the meeting. You're not yeah. going to, and you're going to just slowly, emit more positivity than you will negatively. Right. And then you will go move and keep progressing towards fulfilling your purpose for being here. And every person that is on the mm-hmm. path to fulfilling the purpose their soul has is doing something that is benefiting humanity as a whole. Right. It doesn't mean on a giant world sk- stage, but at no. least small, some small way. So it all comes down to people, when you really pursue yourself in a genuine way, Right. that's the way to save the world. Yeah, and that's how, I mean, I know I can't save the world, but in in my way of doing it is just to, lead others to a greater understanding of themselves because I can't, nobody can help you see and listen to your ego. You essentially have to do that and figure that out on your own. I can show you how I can show you, you know, like our tips and tricks tonight, you know, that we're telling you, but like, we can't do that for you. And so when I say save the world, it's just helping helping the awareness like pushing the awareness out there for you to help yourself yeah i mean that's why we do this show and then when you mentor women and Mm -hmm. i will work with coaching men the way we do that is by asking questions that get you to how do you feel was that right (laughs) and to build self-awareness right right and that's when you start to confront those things within yourself yeah the ego is so all-consuming. You can't get rid of it. No. But you can learn to contain it by healing that pain you, you have within you. And that's really the only way that you can take away its power. Right. And to minimize it. Yeah, and you'll never take it take away fully its power, but you'll be able to control it more. Yeah. Like we said, I don't know that you would want to get rid of it. No, I mean it's it's part of what keeps you level at times. Yeah, and it's just part of a lot of being a human, right? Like you can't you know but when you can get it 
controlled. And then you can start to positively insert confidence and proof in your own abilities. So instead of having an arrogant, like typical ego, what people would think of, is you can show up in full confidence and full power, not in an egotistical way. Right. But just in a genuine yeah fullness of embodiment instead of wanting that raise for you know the financial gain and for the power and authority that may come with it you want that raise and you use that raise to actually do good for the people under you do good for the entire workplace or you know you're using it for in a in a positive way yeah Instead of just the material gain, you know, and that's what, that's the way you can kind of flip the ego a bit and use it in a positive way. You got anything else in your little note sheet there that we didn't cover? No. Let me check, uh, let me check my Is there anything else you wanted to talk about with that, uh, mayor song? How that tied in? No, it was just that one line. Okay. It's a good song. It is. Here's the point where I'm going to insert a clip of it. Yeah. Then all in one we cover that there's really two voices within us mm-hmm. one's the ego one's the soul yeah the voice of the ego is the opposite of the soul mm-hmm. and almost everything the ego says is negative at least from you know one yeah. percent negative to a hundred percent negative but it has some amount of negativity there ah uh, this is a good one um i say egotistically as i look at my notes mm. About how good they are. <laughs> no. Um, the ego holds grievances. Yeah. yeah. We all hold grievances. Sometimes that list is a mile long. Right? From And do you know what I mean by a grievance? Mm. Right? Like any little thing. Anything, yeah. Right? Like somebody slighted me in sixth grade. Yeah. Right to major issues with your parents growing up, or you know, yeah, you didn't. I didn't wash the dishes the other day, so you're pissed off at me. Like that shit drives me nuts when from, you just throw shit in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> and I wash more dishes than you. Oh, stop it! Oh, stop it! I do. So all the grievances that we have, like your soul, doesn't have grievance, right? It's too pure. So every grievance that we have. That you're walking around with. Like I said, most people, that's hundreds to thousands of grievances. And whether against directly against people or against society as a whole or whatever it is, mm-hmm. every grievance is from the ego. And every grievance separates you from your soul a bit. It creates right. a divide. Yep. I think... That's it. Yeah. I think we talked about a lot. We did. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. Let us know if you have any questions about it. If there's something you are confused about or want us to go into more detail about, you can leave us a message, right? Yeah. So a link in the description to our website, you're able to go on there and leave a voicemail for us. Yeah. So you can ask us questions about this or any other topic, you know, around uh, growth, becoming the best version of yourself, spirituality, mm-hmm. feel free to drop us in and leave us a question. We'll play that in the show and answer it yeah. for you on an upcoming episode. Um, we both have Instagram accounts. Yes. You can reach out to us there and communicate with us there. We invite you to do that, and the links to those are in the bio. Yes. We invite you to please share our podcast with others that you think could benefit from listening to it. 
We really appreciate that. We want to get out there. We want to save the world. (laughs) 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 In the non-cheesy way, but we want to help enlighten people. Yeah. Um, That's really our only ask of you is if you got value from this, just share it with just one other person. I know if you're enjoying this, that you know at least one other person that could benefit too. Yep. And please tell them. And if you share it on social media, tag us in it. So we'd love to give you a shout out for sharing it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thanks for the great talk tonight, babe. Yeah. It was fun. Until next time, I wish you all the best. Thanks for listening. Good night.